0: This is A is for Adversity, a podcast about curating your life stories to connect more deeply with others. Some stories may have Christian undertones, and all stories will involve a realization or transformation of some sort. I'm your host, Jen Banks. This is episode R, RX for Rejuvenation, or Prescription for Rejuvenation. The sponsor for the month of November is Temple Flakes. You can find out more about them by visiting their website, templeflakes.com, or on social media. These would make a perfect Christmas gift, or you could buy them for yourself and decorate your tree beautifully with LDS temples. They are $5 each, and they are made using a 3D printer. They are so gorgeous and symmetrical. Each of them have a unique design based on which temple it's made after. I ordered five of them for myself last year and can't wait to order more. In today's episode, I am excited to share my interview with Sierra. She and I grew up next door to each other and have been really good friends for a long time. She is a stay-at-home mom, and so she shares some of her insights in that journey. How long have you been a stay-at-home mom since your oldest was born?
1: Um. Yes, I did do school for a couple years, but just part-time. So like six or seven credits, uh, a couple semesters a year, um, but haven't been working um, outside the home.
0: Got it. And how old is your oldest?
1: Six and a half.
0: That's exciting. So she's in first grade? Yes. Ooh, big stuff. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So weird. Yes. And have you always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom?
1: I did. Um, you know, I had a lot of different, I guess, ambitions as I always wanted to be like a dolphin and whale trainer <laughs> with SeaWorld and stuff. Um, but I definitely like I just had the desire to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I think just watching my mom growing up, I just thought it was so I loved that she was able to be there, like for my You know, classroom activities or sports stuff, or, you know, I just loved having her presence. And so I always wanted to provide that for my kids as well.
0: Yes. I feel like so some people are fulfilled outside the home, some people are fulfilled inside the home, and then some people could go either way. How do you feel like you fit into those categories?
1: Oh, you know, as a mom now, I definitely feel my fulfillment comes from outside the home, primarily because. I am good at it, if that makes sense. So it's been really difficult because motherhood is such a, you know, long-term game. Mm-hmm. And there's little progress, I guess you could say, in the day-to-day. And so that has just been really hard on me because, you know, throughout my life of working and stuff, it was like I could do something and it would you know, impact the next day or immediately, you know, provide relief or reward or whatever. But that doesn't happen at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> Even like the regular, you know, just the mundane, you know, people joke about it all the time, but like laundry and dishes and dusting and vacuuming, you know, like before being mom, I could do that and it would stay done. And, you know, I could have like a routine, but now it's like, you know, what is it? Murphy's Law? That's like, as soon as I am off the floor, somebody spills juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just never stays, you know, I, I just feel like all, any of my efforts are immediately negated
0: mm-hmm. because it does. So true. <laughs> like or it. for me, it's like you start a project and never get to finish it because there's kids. So
1: yep. nothing <laughs> ever gets
0: done, done all the way.
1: Oh, I get so like, that is, It's such like pressure on me because again, before it was like, okay, I'm going to work on this. I need an hour and I can get it done. Right. And then now it's like, okay, I'm going to work on this, you know, even, even putting the kids on like a show or something or giving them screen time, but then it's still, oh, they want a snack. Oh, you know, we're potty training. So somebody needs to go to the bathroom. Oh, you know, something comes up and all of a sudden it's like two hours later and I'm not even halfway done. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, what happened
0: yes so true so you say you find fulfillment outside the home what does that look like or what are some of your interests or how does that hole get filled in your life
1: ideally i would love to be working with horses Mm. um that was for a time i was able to and and it's something One reason I love it so much is because I feel like I can do it with my kids. Mm. And so it's not something that adds the strain of, you know, trying to find a babysitter or trying to schedule time when my husband is home or, you know, it allowed me a lot more freedom. And so there's been small times when I've been able to do that. But even just, you know, having them in a stroller with some snacks while I, you know, I worked with, um, uh, like therapeutic riding places and stuff, and so just leaving a horse around or being there as a spotter. Um, and then there was another time just a couple of years ago where I was able to go and like work on training the horses and riding them. And the girls did so good. Millie was small enough that she could stay in the stroller, and the other two would just color and feed her snacks and play in the dirt. Yes, <laughs> <I> love that. <laughs> but it's been you know, a couple years since I was last able to do that and we, you know, moved and we moved right as like everything was shutting down. So Mm. I think we were in our home for two weeks, you know, new state, new everything, and then everything shut down. And Mm. so it's been a really slow progress (laughs) to get back to like, involved in the community and, you know, finding things so yeah, it's I haven't found a place yet to go work with courses. Ideally that would be it. But other things, just you know, allowing myself the permission, I guess, to to have my time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. even just like going to a pedicure or going and getting a massage, like uh, you know, letting myself know that it's deserved, I guess. I don't know the right way to exactly explain it but right. uh, just finding those things that you know can help me just give me that time to myself a lot of it is just not being needed mm. constantly and so just finding some time to go get myself a fun drink from sonic
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yes you know
1: take myself on a date kind yes. of a thing and Cute. kind of re-center and, um, you know, so that, but again, it's just difficult sometimes, you know, I get very caught up in just the day to day. And then all of a sudden it's two weeks and I haven't been out to do anything. And I'm really feeling that stress of just not being with myself, but then it's the planning of when I can go do that and finding somebody, you know, so, so there's true. just a lot that plays in. Into-
0: <laughs> yes. So <laughs>
1: it's not that, it-
0: yes. Oh, it's crazy. That leads right into your realization that you had. Um, So for my listeners, I saw on Facebook that Sierra had shared something and it just stuck out right away to me as something that I wanted to hear her share on the podcast. So can you tell a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I uh, had been going to therapy for a few years. It was something, I don't know, again, as you know a single adult or whatever it was a lot easier for me to find you know fulfillment and things anywhere pretty much and then it was really just that like stress but I don't know exactly the right word you know and just you know having to be on someone else's schedule you know when you have a baby it's just so much you don't get to decide mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I agree and they need a diaper change. And that was a really big adjustment. And it wasn't until I want to say it was around the time my second was born, I might have even been pregnant with my third, I was taking an abnormal psychology class. And the teacher I just I love psychology. um, But the teacher was just insistent on everyone needs a therapist, not that you need to go to therapy consistently, but that When you're in a good spot in your life is when you should seek a therapist because Mm -hmm. there is kind of some trial and error sometimes of, you know, who's a good fit and, you know, if they have you on a program or the homework they give you, what works for you and stuff like that. And that just really stuck out to me because she kept mentioning, you know, like she had somebody and then anytime she would always say anytime she bumped her head, she would go and talk to them. And yes. it just really stuck out to me that like, yeah, just in those moments of I don't know what to do, having someone to, you know, other than my husband, my poor right. husband, yes. <laughs> to completely unload on, it it made a huge difference right away, just mm-hmm. being able to Hear from a professional, there's so much, you know, with family and friends, you can talk and they're like, oh, you're doing such a good job. Oh, no, you're a wonderful mom. And it's like, yeah, you're biased, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? (laughs) But to hear it from a professional that's like, this is really hard and you're doing a good job was just like, oh, (laughs) so much weight lifted. And to hear them, you know, give those permissions of, no, you need to take some time for yourself. I, I, understand and appreciate the whole you can't pour from an empty cup and I know that's used a lot and to me I was like it's not empty it's full of stress and resentment mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, kind of I love your story of uh I think it was one of your first podcasts but the seminary teacher that put an apple in a bucket and then took it out and said you know you you get what you put into it and, and so I was filling my cup but I was filling it with this you know stress and pressure Toxic. and Thanks. Yes, exactly. And that was what was pouring out. Right. So it wasn't, you know, you need to fill your cup with positive and fulfilling things to be able to give that back to your family. So I just, you know, that permission from, again, from a professional, just saying like, yes, take the time for yourself. Yes. You know, do all this really helped, I think just that guilt, that mom guilt that, you know, is so, so common of, you know, I have to be there for my kids all the time, mm. but that I would rather my kids, you know, have me as a happy mom 80% of the time than as a stressed mom, but I'm there a hundred percent of the time. Right.
0: So true. And That's good. Yes,
1: I I was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety mm. and I started going to a psychiatrist. Um, my my primary care provider was great, but I really, I kind of felt like it was more just, uh, this is generally what we prescribe. This is mm. generally what, you know. And so I really wanted to like see a, a focused professional. So that was when we moved to Arizona. And the, the first psychiatrist that I went to actually recommended me to another local gal who like specializes in postpartum mm. issues and stuff like that. And so that has just been incredible. And so she really helped me to get on the right balance of medication and, you know, everything. And then again, COVID yes. <laughs> like, really, but again, it was so, so amazing that I already had that established relationship and, you know, the background of, you know, this is how I typically feel on the medication and this is, you know, my typical symptoms. And then all of a sudden, okay, now I'm feeling worse, but it's the stress of being locked at home all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Arizona, so even though it happened over the summer, you can't leave your house in the summer, mm. <laughs> and so, kind of that reverse seasonal affective disorder of mm. you know, everybody else was in lockdown, but they could be out at the park or you know, whatever, still, or Got just out it. for a walk. We could not, it was, and it was so so hard for the kids. It was our first summer here, and they're like, It's sunny outside, mom. Let's go play. And I'm like, it's dangerous. Mm. <laughs> you will fry in 10 minutes. And so even just like quick bursts of, you know, we um we're big gardeners, so we have a whole bunch of stuff going on. So we'd still have to like go out and water or, you know, whatever. But it was just we could really only be out for like five minutes at a time. It was just so hot. Even like soaking ourselves in water or trying to set up the sprinkler. Like there's just, it's just so exhausting that heat just really gets to you. So there was just a lot going on of that added pressure and everything. And so again, just working with my, my psychiatrist on, um, you know, I was I was seeing a psychiatrist for my medications and stuff, but then also going to a counselor for talk therapy, which was super helpful. Again, to just get out what I felt like I needed to say without bringing my husband down. Yes, <laughs>
0: and, right.
1: You know, and, you know, one of us to at least have you know a safe space to not feel <laughs> so mm. all that pressure. Yeah, so it was in talking with her and. You know, and I was just like, I'm just I kind of feeling plateaued and, you know, not bad, which was good, but also not having like any kind of peak moments or anything. Just Mm -hmm. very, you know, eh. Yeah, yes. (laughs) And she brought up the point of like, well, do you think we should... And talking with a psychiatrist is awesome because they know like, okay, well, if we increase this dose, this is most likely what's going to happen. But Mm -hmm. these are some of the side effects. If we, you know, add this medication, this is what could happen. These are the side effects, you know? And so she was discussing and like, well, do you think we need to change? And it just, you know, people use the expression, hit me like a ton of bricks, literally. Like, I don't think I've ever had that feeling before that I need to treat my self care like a prescription. and. I just had never been taking it as seriously before. And it was just like, yeah, okay. When I have the time, which you never have the time mm-hmm. and like, okay, well, when the kids go down or we, you know, we tried to implement quiet time every day where the kids, you know, they have their quiet time activities, whether it's pipe cleaners or felt boards or puzzles or screen time. You know, I tried, I try to limit that. Right. right. <laughs> and us balance, balance everything. Right. But you know, a couple hours of quiet time and, it was just, it's so funny. I've noticed how long does it take you to sit down and watch one uninterrupted, you know, Netflix show? So many people talk about binge watching and I'm like, binge watching for me is getting to watch like 40 minutes uninterrupted. <laughs> and that's usually not even a full episode. So <laughs> just that, that time is like really special. So we try to implement that, but then, you know, just life gets in the way and schedules fall a habit and everything. And so it just, it had really taken a back burner, my self-care and Again, just giving myself that permission that, you know, it's okay to have some time and not spending that relaxing time stressing about everything else I could be doing, which again is like another layer (laughs) of Mm -hmm. it. But yeah, it just, you know, it really struck me how detrimental it was to not take it so seriously and to just think like oh it's it's there if I need it but then when I needed it I couldn't have it Mm. and so it just you know it was like okay well later well later well then all of a sudden there's screaming and you know fighting and I can't take that time to myself you know and so just making sure to implement it, like no matter what, um, the other difficult thing was, you know, again, kind of relating it to medication, but like dosage, mm. like, you know, how much do I need per day? And, because before it was like, okay, if I do a couple hours per week, then that's good. Right. No, mm-hmm. it <laughs> It was not, that was just still very, little, uh, you know, min- minimal. Yeah. Um, and so every day, and, and it doesn't need to be a couple hours every day, but even just 30 minutes every day where I, you know, and, and my kids, they're to a point now where they understand, I feel like once they're kind of out of that napping phase, it's still really important to implement that quiet time and mommy needs her space. And, you know, they're not allowed to necessarily do whatever they want, mm-hmm. but they can sit down with a snack, a show or, you know, whatever. And just allowing myself that time, even if I don't feel like I need it right then, right. Cause there's still so much, you know, so many instances where I'm like, mm, I feel great right now. I can still wash the dishes, but just kind of like, no, <laughs> this is, this is your prescription. This is your, you know, uninterrupted, just time to be with yourself. And, you know, just realizing what, you know, again, just kind of what medication, what dosage, you know, all those things that you, you know, would do with a medication, but in a self-care instance. And and my psycho uh, psychiatrist, she was even like, yes, I have prescribed self-care to people before. Like she will make handwritten prescriptions of Take 30 minutes to yourself every day. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you know, if that's what they need. Uh-huh. Or even talked about um, prescriptions of every night of the week. But my husband takes Friday and Saturday, and I get the weekend to have those nights. Um, you know, bedtime for us is just stressful. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we have our routine, but there's still just so much of you know, the kids just not wanting to go to bed. And so it's, you know, whether they're getting up because they want to drink a water or they want just one more story or, you know, there's so much of, again, just that n- being needed where I just ha- need to have some time where I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and so realizing like, okay, I don't have to get to bed seven nights a week. And, you know, where I'm the primary one doing it. There are some times where my husband's just not home, but you know, someone can do brushing teeth and someone else can be doing story time and, you know, really working on that. And then a couple of nights a week where I just don't have to be involved and mm-hmm. I can be downstairs yes. and he can be handling the stairs. And, you know, again, just that realization of, you know, treating it serious, taking it seriously, because it's not just a, well, I'll get to it when I get to it because then you'll never get to. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. It's so true. Yeah. I love that whole analogy. So thank you for really describing that because it's so true. I feel like more and more we're learning that as a society that, you know, you need to take care of yourself. So it's so true. And it's hopefully becoming more accepted too, because it, it really is, should be. Right. Another thing I'm realizing, the more people I talk to is, I feel like I used to have it separated into a box, People that were fulfilled outside the home were just working moms or people that were fulfilled in the home were stay-at-home moms. But it's so much more than that. You know, sometimes financial situations require one or the other or like you were saying, you are a stay-at-home mom, but you're still fulfilled outside the home. So there's just so many things to it. So it's so interesting to talk about it. I love this conversation so far. So thank you. What is one of your favorite inspirational quotes? Oh, this
1: is such a hard.
0: <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> terrible to I've just pick headings, one. You know?
1: <laughs> the one that keeps coming to mind and I don't know if it's cuz it, you know, kind of relates to the topic, but it's actually a scripture. And so it's Ecclesiastes chapter 3. The heading is to everything there is a season. Right? So it's the one that's just talking about a time for this and a time for that and a time anyway, the verse four, this has been like my favorite scripture almost my whole life. Mm. Um, but it's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Mm. And I think it's just, again, kind of that realization of that there's a balance. It's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows all the time. And that's okay. And just realizing like, there is a time, to cry (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's okay. That's one thing, you know, I really want for my kids to understand is it's okay to feel these feelings, um, but also learning appropriate outlets for them. And so I let them see me cry. You know, I let them see me angry, but I explain it, you know, I'm like, "I, I really am having a hard time right now. And, you know, or I'm just, not able to think right now, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of it's they're just asking me questions and I'll just take it breath and say, you know what? Mommy needs a minute. I can't think of that right now. And, you know, rather than you know, I don't ever want them to feel like they're not important or that I'm being dismissive of them. But that doesn't mean that I'm still catering to them constantly. You mm-hmm. know, they we still have those boundaries. And so I just love this verse specifically, you know, there it talks about a time for a lot of things, but this one specifically, just the comparisons of weeping and laughing and mourning and dancing, and yes. dancing is one of my favorite things. So Cute. it just is very fitting, but just realizing, you know, there are times where it's not gonna be okay, but that's okay, mm-hmm. and it's not the the world. <laughs> it's not, you know, going to be destructive. We actually, it's very fitting last night, we kind of had a rough day, and when my husband came home and I was just like, I, I'd already put the kids to bed and, you know, gotten them ready and stuff. But he went up to say goodnight and Stephanie came out and he was like, well, they seemed fine. So you didn't do anything permanent. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, just you know, me being, you know, I'm, I'm having a really hard time right now. And my four-year-old, my sweet little four-year-old, she's in preschool and her teacher's amazing. And I know this is a huge part of it, but she said, mom, I understand how you feel. I know you just want us to listen and I'm sorry we don't and it was just like Aww. oh <laughs> yes and, you know so
0: they,
1: they recognize and they know but it's minor six four and two you know mm-hmm. so they don't know how to regulate their emotions and kind of focus on specific tasks. And so a lot of times I do, I try to ask them questions to get them going. Like, what do we need to do to get ready for bed? What do we need to do to get ready for dinner to, instead of just telling them like, do this and this and this. Right. But just that, you know, helping them to see that it's not okay sometimes, but you know, we can still handle it appropriately to get to those better times. Yeah. welcome.
0: awesome well I've so enjoyed talking to you thank you I had other questions prepared but it was like boom 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 you just answered them without me even asking so it's so good you're a good (laughs) interviewee and it wasn't (laughs) scripted (laughs) (laughs) yes perfect I love it okay well have a good rest of your day (gasps) thank you you too yeah bye If you'd like to pitch your story for the podcast, or if you want more storytelling strategies, contact me at jenbanks16 at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at jenbankscoaching.